Well, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. I'm going to read Psalms 91 for all of us. New Man Confessions. He that's dwelling in union in the secret place to the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say or confess the Lord. He's my refuge, my fortress, my God, in him I trust. Surely he hath delivered me from the snare of the fowler from all diseases. I'm covered with his feathers, and under his wings I safely trust. His truth and faithfulness are my sword and shield. I'm not afraid of the terror by night, nor the arrows that fly by day, nor the disease that walks in darkness, nor the destruction that destroys at noonday. Listen, a thousand might fall at my side or ten thousand at my right hand, but it shall not come near me. Only with my eyes shall I behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because I'm in union with the Most High, and he's my refuge, my habitation. There can no evil get close to me, neither shall any sickness come near my home. For he's given his angels charge over me to keep me and mine in all our ways. His angels will lift me up in their hands so that I don't stumble and fall. <clears throat> I have power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt me. I have set my love upon him. Therefore, he says, he will deliver me, set me on high, seat me together with him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, our Lord. If I need him to help me, he's in union with me and will deliver me from all evil and share his glory with me. With long life will he satisfy me and show me his full salvation oh hallelujah <clears throat> he will give his angels charge you know one thing about it you know matthew 4 the devil came to jesus after he had fasted 40 days and tempting jesus he said if if you be the son of god command these stones that they might be made bread and jesus said man cannot live by bread alone he needs toilet paper too just he said, man cannot live by bread and toilet paper alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You know, a lot of people wonder why I use so many scriptures. Well, we're going to use a lot today, but I learned a long time ago, my opinion means very little. Jesus told the Pharisees and they came to him, you search the scriptures for in them you think you have life. And they are they that testify of me, but you'll not come to me that you might have that life. And he said, don't think that I'm going to judge you in that day. I'm not going to judge you. The words that I have spoken to you will judge you in that day. I learned when I was an early Christian, hey, if I can find out what this word says and line up with the word of God, I got a better chance making it until I found the grace of God and he already took care of that. But I'm telling you, we need the, the word of God. So I think I'll have a drink. You'll see that we're not real, you know, whatever you call that. I'm going to talk today about Hebrews chapter 6. Verse 1, it says, Therefore, leaving the principles of the doctrine of Christ, the principles, the basic foundation, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, faith toward God, the doctrine of baptisms, and of laying on of hands, and the resurrection of the dead and eternal judgment, this will we do if God permit. You know that one of these is here, the doctrine of laying on of hands. I want to talk about laying on of hands today, the doctrine of laying on of hands. We see that all through the Old Testament and the New Testament, 
The laying on of hands was used to heal, to bless, to impart the Holy Spirit, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, ministry gifts. And we're going to look at what Jesus did and how he set the example for us to do. See, I know the enemy's using these hands to spread disease, but I want you to know these hands was designed for God to be an instrument of righteousness. There's a scripture in uh, Psalms 144, 1 says, Blessed be the Lord of my strength, which teach my hands to war and my fingers to fight. See, and we sing that about the hand of the Lord. We sing that a while ago. The name, above name, uh, that name, above every name. It says God gave Jesus a name that's above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow and every tongue will confess to the glory of God. At that name. He's given us that name, and that name means character. It means authority. He's given us his authority. Jesus said, all authority has been given to me in heaven and earth. You go therefore. Why did Jesus come? First, first uh, John 3, 8. Uh, For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Sin, he that sinneth is of the devil. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifest. So we see he has come to deal with all that stuff. And we see that. And, and we see here, and, and I want to show you what Jesus did. In Matthew chapter 8, I'm just going to tell you some of these. I'm not going to go, just read them. I've got too many. In Matthew 8, 2, it says, Behold, there came a leper to Jesus, said, Lord, if you will, you can make me whole. And Jesus said, I will. Yeah. And he reached yeah. down and grabbed him by the hand and lifted him up and said, I will be thou clean. Now, if you understand in the day, lepers had to stand a long way off and holler unclean. Yes. And he bowed at his knee and Jesus reached down and took him by the hand and lifted him up and said, I will be there clean. And then in Matthew 8, 14 and 15, Jesus went into Peter's house and his mother-in-law was sick of the fever. And he went and grabbed her by the hand and the fever left. And she got up and ministered to the whole family. And we see many times... That happening. And then we go in Matthew chapter 9. This lady had been sick for 12 years with an issue of blood. Now this lady with an issue of blood had to stay at a distance just like the lepers. And she had to cry unclean. She couldn't get around anybody because she had an issue of blood under the law. But she said within herself, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. And she touched his garment and Jesus turned around and looked at her. And he said to her, you're healed. Great is your faith. According to your faith, be healed. And she, he said, you're clean from your sickness. And I want you to see something, what Jesus did. He was laying an example for the rest of us. When they, in Matthew 14, 34, when they came to Gisenaret, where the demonic was, it says they brought all that was diseased, and, all the, and they asked Jesus if they could just touch his garments. And as many as touched his garments was made perfectly whole. Not just his hands, but his garments. Matthew chapter 20, two blind men came to Jesus and said, if you will, you can make us whole. And he said, what do you want? To see, they said. And he says, he had compassion on them. And he touched their eyes and immediately their eyes received sight and they followed him. Now, what did Jesus do? He was teaching his disciples how to minister. Matthew chapter 10, remember, he called his 12 and he gave them power and authority over unclean spirits and sent them to heal. He said to them, he could go heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils. 
Freely you have received, now you freely give. And then in, in Luke chapter 10, he sent another 70 out because he was being overwhelmed. I want you to know, every place he went, the sick came to him. And the scripture says this, and hear me. He laid his hands on every one of them. So he sent 70 out two by two before every place he was coming. I think to get a little healing started so he didn't have to do it all. And the 70 returned with joy saying, Lord, even the devils are subject to us through your name. And he says, don't rejoice because the devils are subject. But you rejoice because your names are written in the book of life. From the foundation of the world. Come on now. Oh, hallelujah. All right. And we look in uh, Luke chapter 7, verse 12 on. Uh, there was a widow lady that came. There was a funeral. And Jesus saw it was a, a woman, a widow, weeping. And it was the only, she, her only son, her husband, had died. And he told the woman, he had compassion. He said, don't weep. And he touched the coffin and told the young man to arise. And he arose and she delivered him to his mother. Pretty incredible, isn't it? Luke chapter 23, 46. You remember when Jesus cried on the cross, it is finished. And he said to the father, into your hand, I commend my spirit. I want you to see something. It says hand all the time. Hand. What is that symbol? Into your authority and your care, I commend my spirit to you. That authority. Jesus, the Father had given to him all authority in the name of Jesus. And we, we look and you remember in Isaiah 51 verse, 53 verse 1. It says, to whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? And that was the whole arm and the authority and the character revealed. He shall grow up as a tender plant and a root out of dry ground. See, into his hand was committed all of this. And Isaiah 53 is the gospel that we love so much. In John 3.35, Jesus says, The Father loves the Son and hath given all things into his hand. Now, I want you to see why these hands were made in the first place. You know, in, in uh, Deuteronomy 34.9, it says, Joshua, the son of Nun, was filled with wisdom because Moses, before he died, laid his hands on him and imparted him the spirit of wisdom. Amen. So it's not just a New Testament thing. He was filled with the spirit of wisdom because Moses did what? Laid his hands. I want to tell you, don't be afraid to lay hands on somebody. Mark 16, 15 says, says this, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they're going to cast out devils. They're going to speak with new tongues. They're going to take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They are going to lay hands on the sick and they're going to recover. All God is saying to you as a believer is to lay. He didn't say prayer, nothing special. He said, you take these hands and you lay them on the sick and it's my job for them to recover. Don't be afraid. These, he's made our hands to war and our fingers to fight. Amen. You got to see that. You know, in, in the, another scripture, it says in, in Acts 10, 38, says how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power who went about doing good, healing all that was oppressed of the devil. Now, I want to tell you, there's just two sources, the devil and God. There's no middle ground. It's either of the devil or it's of God. 
And all disease and sickness is rooted in sin and it's rooted in the devil. And Jesus healed all that was oppressed of the what? The devil. Because why? Because God was with him. Amen? Okay. You know, in, in Revelation chapter 5, John's talking about being the, sitting on the throne and he saw the God on the throne and he had this scroll and it was sealed with seven seals. And the, he began to weep because they were saying, who's worthy to open the seals? And they couldn't find anybody that was worthy. So John started crying and one of the elders said, don't weep for there's one of the tribe of Judah, of David, that's worthy to open the seals. And it says that he walked up to the throne and took the, th- the scroll out of his right hand. Pretty impressive, huh? You know, in the book of Daniel, I want to read this to you in the book of Daniel. Daniel seven twenty one, And I beheld, and the same horn made war with the saints and prevailed against them, until the ancient of days came, and judgment was given to the saints of the Most High. And time came that the saints possessed the kingdom. Jesus said what? The kingdom's within you. John the Baptist, he said he was the greatest of all, but he that's least in the kingdom is greater. And he says, the kingdom of God is within you, the righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And he says, uh, it goes on to say here, all right, verse 26, but judgment shall sit and they shall be taken away, uh, away his dominion to consume and destroy. And the kingdom, now listen, and the dominion and the greatness of the kingdom under the whole heaven shall be given to the people, the saints of the Most High. To who? Saints. Jesus said, I have all authority and power, so you go therefore. Go and heal the sick. Whosoever king, he says, his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and all dominion and everyone shall serve and obey him. I'm telling you, saints, that's done. Jesus sat down at the right hand of the Father. You know what Scripture says? The Scripture says Jesus sat down in the right hand of the Father. The little word E-N. It means to to go into and remain in place. And you are seated together with him in heavenly places, Ephesians 2, 5, and 6. Already seated with him there in Christ. So you have all authority and power. Jesus already given it to us. In Mark chapter 8, 22, Jesus came and this blind man wanted to see and he took him aside and he spit on the ground and made mud and put it in his eyes. And he restored him. And then another man, he, he touched his eyes. And he said, what do you see? And he said, I see men as trees walking. And then it says, Jesus put his hands on his eyes. And he was restored. In Acts chapter 5, see, oh, you say, okay. It's just the disciples, you know, that Jesus had. But it was more than that. Acts chapter 5, verse 12 says, by the hands of the apostles was many signs and wonders wrought among the people, and they were all with one accord in Solomon's porch. And you remember when, when Saul was blinded, and God told Ananias to go pray for him. And he went into Saul, and it says Ananias putting his hands on Saul so that he might receive his sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Receive his sight and what? <clears throat> be filled with the Holy Spirit. You remember when Jesus went to his own hometown? Because of their religious unbelief, it says Jesus could do no mighty miracles except 
He laid his hands on a few people and healed them. He laid his hands. You know, the, when the, this ruler came to Jesus and he says, my daughter is grievously sick unto death. And Jesus said, I'll go heal him. And as they were going, they said, don't bother the master. Your daughter's dead. And Jesus turned to him and said, fear not. And Jesus, this man said, now, the ruler said this. Now, I want you to catch it. Will you come <clears throat> and lay your hands on her and she'll be made whole? See, they knew the hands had something to do with this. He knew if he would just lay his hands on him, he'd be healed. And remember the centurion that came to Jesus. He was a ruler. And he said, my servant's sick at home. And Jesus said, I'll go heal him. He said, oh, no, you don't have to. I'm a man under authority. I say to this and come and that and go do this. And he does it. All you have to do is speak the word. And my servant will be healed. And Jesus marveled and said, I've not seen this kind of faith. No, not in all Israel. And his servant was made whole immediately. So the power of the spoken word uh, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, by laying on of hands. You know, it says, if any sick, let him call the elders of the church and let him anoint them with oil. There you go again. Prayer of faith shall save the sick. And what? The Lord will raise them up. And if they have committed sins, it will be forgiven them. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that you may be healed. The affectionate, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. And I want to tell you, according to 2 Corinthians 5, 21, you are the very righteousness of God. God took your sin, he put on Jesus so you could have his righteousness. And you can't get any more righteous than that. So the fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Because in Christ Jesus, the spirit of life in Christ has made you free from the law of sin and death. There is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. The Lord has set you free. So I want you to see, they knew that there was power in the laying on of hands. You know, and, and, uh, and the, the thing is, you've got to see in, in Acts chapter 4. And it says there that when... They were persecuting them, had them thrown in jail and told them to quit preaching in the name of Jesus. And uh, they came back and they said, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant to your servants that with all power may we may speak forth your word by stretching forth your hands to heal and that signs and wonders will be done in the name, say name, name. of that holy child, Jesus. Now I want you to see something. Jesus said something. He that believeth in me hath eternal life. No. He said he that believeth. That word is into me in the Greek. Into me. The devils believe in him. But they can't believe into him. There's a big difference. And it talks about in the book of Acts several times. It talks about when, when they were baptized. Acts 2.38. Repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Say in the name of Jesus. For remissions of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is to you and to your children, and all that are far off, as many as our Lord God shall call. And we see several times through the book of Acts. Acts 18. You remember when Philip went down to Samaria and preached Christ, and the people gave heed to things he said, hearing and seeing the miracles he did, for unclean spirits crying with a loud voice came out of many. And many that were sick were healed. And you know Simon... He was a witch, witch, and he used the people to make money. 
And when he saw that, he got saved. And it says, when the disciples were at Jerusalem heard they had received the word of the Lord, they sent Peter and them down to pray for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. And Simon said, offered money because he said this, when he saw that through the laying on of hands, the Holy Spirit was imparted. He offered them money so he could lay hands on people and see the Holy Spirit imparted. And what did Peter say? You're in a gall of bitterness. Your heart's not right. And he asked Peter to pray for him. But see, they had to have hands laid on them. One of the things we said earlier, laying on of hands to impart the Holy Spirit. Laying on of hands to, 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 to heal the sick. And what did Paul say? Neglect not the gift that's in you, 1 Timothy 4.14. Neglect not the gift that's within you, which is given you by prophecy with the laying on of hands. 2 Timothy 1, 6 says, Stir up the gift of God which was in you by the putting on of my hands. See what the devil has done to your hands? He's trying to. I'm telling you, there's power with when, when God, you obey God and do what he says. You know, when they chose deacons to help them, it says they brought them, they was filled with the Holy Ghost and these men, and it says they prayed for them, then they laid their hands on these deacons, and the word of God increased. Philip just happened to be one of them, and Stephen happened to be one of them. And I believe they did great works, didn't they? Okay, it says in Luke 440, Now when the sun was setting, they that was, had any sick with divers diseases brought them unto him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Now, when Jesus told the disciples of the Sabbath to go, he said, cast out devils and heal the sick. Tell me how they heal the sick. Show and tell. What did he do? He laid hands on every one of them. Can you imagine all the diseases and sicknesses they laid hands on to see them healed? I'm telling you something. There's power in your hands in the spoken word. That's why I'm so much on the word of God. You know, he can send his word and heal. He can do it any way he wants. You know, there's, there's no limit to what he can do. Okay, we see in Acts 11, it says, The hand of the Lord was with the disciples, and great numbers believed and turned unto the Lord. The hand, what? The hand of the Lord was with them. See, that's what you've got to understand. You're, you are baptized in, what can I say? Every, every time in, in Acts chapter 19, it says, when he came to them, and says, What were you baptized? Well, we was in bab- baptized into John's baptism. Oh, no, he says, and they baptized him into the name and authority of Jesus. Into. There's no other name given whereby men might be saved. You know, in the Great Commission, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. And and Jesus said, make disciples of Matthew 28 of all nations, teaching them all I've commanded you. And he baptized them into the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But I want to tell you, in the book of Acts, it was directed towards the authority in the name of Jesus because there's no other name given. Jesus said, if you ask anything of my Father in my name, he'll give it to you. Ask that you might receive that your joy might be full. Come on. I'm telling you what, we need to get stirred up. These devils don't need to be hanging around and tormenting people. He gave us power and authority over some devils. All devils? Luke ten nineteen, I give you power and authority over all devils to cast them out. Acts fourteen three, 
Long time, therefore, they abode speaking boldly in the name of the Lord, which gave testimony to the word of his grace and granted signs and wonders to be done by their hands. By their what? So that was all the disciples. By their hands. Laying on of hands. Don't be afraid to lay hands on people. With you, and you know, I'm just telling you, this spirit of fear needs to be stopped in his tracks. God said, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. For as heaven is higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than yours, and my thoughts than yours. And he says, every word I speak will not go void, but it will come back and perform what I purpose for it. Let the word of Christ dwell in you. And let's, we may speak his word by stretching forth our hands to heal. What did Peter say? He walked up to the temple. What did Peter say to the lame man? Silver and gold? You know, I read a story of this doctor, Thomas Aquinas. He went into Pope Innocence IV. And he saw him counting all that money. And this Pope said, No longer can we say, Silver and gold have we none. And the doctor said, neither can we say rise and walk. I'm telling you, we better get back to believing what he said. What did Peter say? Silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, give I unto you. In the name of Jesus, rise and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. And immediately his legs received strength. And he went walking Leaping and praising God. Do you think God has any special people? No. He loves us all. He's just looking for somebody that's willing. He's just looking for somebody that's willing. Hebrews 10. Says every priest stands daily ministering and offering oftentimes the same sacrifices which can never take away sins. You know, when I read it, I thought of all the times that before I understood the great exchange and what grace was and when we was into that, you got to do this and you got to do that. It didn't work. Same sacrifices every Sunday trying to get something to work and it didn't work. But he says, with one sacrifice for sin forever, he sat down at the right hand of the Father. Sit down in the right hand of the Father. You know, I remember years ago when we went to Uganda and they called and wanted to know if we'd come to Uganda, the pastor. And I prayed about it and I felt like we was to go having a pastor's conference. There was thousands of people there. And I said, if we come, this is what we're going to do. We're going to see people saved. We're going to pray for the sick and they're going to get healed and we're going to cast out devils. I said, do you have a problem with any of this? He said, well, we don't do all those things, but we need to. And, you know, when we went over, they had been praying for months, every day, all night sometimes, for us to come. And what was they expecting? Saved, healed, delivered. The kingdom coming. We were all amazed. We were just in a bubble over there of protection. We saw everything in the book of Acts that you could see healed. Is the most incredible experience in my 50 years of ministry. Most incredible thing I ever witnessed. 
And one of them, I want Alan to come and share what he was a part of. And just to tell you, you don't have to be afraid. If God tells you to lay hands on somebody, lay hands on them. I don't think anybody got sick, did they? Nobody that I knew. Okay. There's 23 of us there, and no one got sick, which is a fairly common thing when you leave one right. continent and go to another. But we didn't see any of that. It's like Dorman was saying, it was like we were in a bubble. It was like the Holy Spirit protected us and gave us boldness far beyond what we're used yeah. to. And uh, as we gathered in this big field, there were thousands of people that came. You couldn't see the end of them. Um, so, and they were in need. They don't have all the options we have. They don't have an emergency clinic. And if they do, a lot of times they don't have anything in the clinic. So what happened that Norman wanted me to share with you, uh, personally, myself, the Lord, I said, Lord, the need's so great. What shall I do? What, what do you want me to do? And there's a sea of little children didn't have parents. He said, I want you to touch them on the head and bless them in my name. So I was doing that. That was what I was about doing. And my roommate, when we stayed over there, was a guy named Ross Blanchard. And so Ross and I, well, we traded off being in charge of watching out for Jana because Dorman told us she just goes off, takes off, and heals everybody. So y'all kind of keep, keep an, an eye, eye on her back. And so we, we knew we needed to do that. But as we were getting started that day, I was laying my hands on the children. And it took me six weeks after I got home to realize what was going on. I would touch their little heads, and they were hot as fire. They had malaria. And when I would touch them and bless them in Jesus' name, they cooled off just like that. I mean thousands. And Ross was standing beside me, and he was ministering to adults. And uh, some of them had crooked legs. Some of them, you know, were bent over, just all kinds of things. And they were getting healed. Just like that. And this gal uh, come up and her eye was protruded out like Pastor knows. And it was all covered in scaly looking stuff and ooze. And she comes walking right up to Ross. I mean, like shot out of a gun. And grabs his hand and sticks it on that eye. Just like that just covered that eye and held it there. I, I can't remember exactly 10, 15 seconds, just real quick. And when his hand came down from that gal's eye, it was as normal as the other one. And I mean, just like that. She lost her cool, as you can imagine. You talk about walking and leaping and praising God. She was undone. And there, and there were hundreds, if not thousands of them, just exactly like that. And we praise God. We know the Holy Spirit moved through us in the name of Jesus. And we saw great multitudes of people healed, 
set free, delivered, and received salvation. And it was nothing like it. I mean, people came to our hotel, started leaving gifts, started following us around. I mean, it was overwhelming. Why? Because they saw the power of Jesus. They saw the lover of our soul put on manifestation. That's who we've been called to be. It's no different right here in America. It's just a matter of will we believe? Will we believe and will we step out? I'm telling you, there is no virus that's above the name of Jesus. That's right. There is nothing above the name of Jesus. And I praise His holy name. I got to see that. I got to experience that for myself. And I want you to have that experience because I'm telling you, there's nothing like it. I told my wife when I got home, I said, I am ruined forever in the best way possible because I know he lives because he's lived through me and I've seen him move and there's nothing like that. Man, you talk about an addict. I am an addict to the power of Jesus and to his love because there's nothing like it. Amen. Thank you, Alan. Ooh. You know, the pastor came back over here and I heard one lady ask him, says, how come all that's happening over there and none of it's happening here? And he looked at her and said, you have options, we don't. And you know those options? You know, it says Jesus could do no mighty miracles in his own hometown because of unbelief. Religion and unbelief has just taken the power of God out of the body of Christ. We ought to have to be on the front lines, not hiding. Amen. We need to pray for the sick. And I believe God just waiting. Hey, Jesus said it's finished, all authority. He's just sitting down waiting for us to just get a hold of the fact that we can. The Bible says we should walk as he walked. Jesus said, as the Father sent me, he breathed on the disciples and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whosoever sins you remit, they're remitted. And whosoever sins you retain, they're retained. And he said, Go and heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils. Amen. The commission has never been changed, never been altered. It's still the same. The book of Acts is still the pattern for the New Testament church. And it will always be as long as we're here. And I say, it's time to, to rise up. It is time. I mean, we shouldn't be letting the spirit of fear run rapid in this world. You know, I'm going to close right now. And I know we're doing what we're supposed to do. We're separating and we're not touching and hugging and all that. But I want to tell you something. If you're here today or you're there watching and you've got something in your body that don't need to be there, Right now, I want you just to put your hands wherever you need that touch. You know, it says of Paul, by, that Paul, from his body, was, took aprons and, and napkins to the sick, and they were healed. And it says, God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul. Hands. 
So if you've got a, something wrong with you, if you, if you just need a general overhaul like me, just put it on your heart. And let's pray. I want to pray. Father, we just come now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, you see every sincere heart. And Lord, you know every need. And Jesus said if we ask anything in his name and his authority, that we have the petitions that we know you hear them. And Lord, we know your mercy and compassion. And Lord, we just ask right now that you just touch and heal and deliver and set free. You are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And we thank you, Lord, for just being who you are. And Lord, you said, the scripture says we should walk as you walk. 1 John four seventeen says, as you are, so are we in this present world. That perfect love casts out all fear because fear has torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in your love. And Lord, we want the love of God to be shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. And we just command healing to come to all these bodies in Jesus' name. And we thank you for it. Amen.